Hi everyone, my name is Anastasia and I'm so excited to welcome you to our first episode of That's Rad, a podcast presented by the Littleton Food Co-op. Wow, we're here. I honestly can't believe we're actually doing this. For those of you who didn't get a chance to listen to our mini intro episode, I'll give you a quick recap of what's going on. We here at the Littleton Food Co-op pride ourselves on being more than just a place you get your food. We really like to emphasize the community part of the community-owned market through events, education, and whatnot. However, the ongoing coronavirus pandemic made it really difficult to continue engaging with our community as usual. So I am graciously exploiting this opportunity to become a podcast star and chat with y'all for a while about what's up at our co-op, in our community, and in the food world. Let's get started. about what you all actually came here to listen about, let's talk a little bit about me. One, because that's one of my favorite subjects. And two, I just don't want to be some random person talking in your ear for however long this ends up being. We haven't actually decided. (laughs) So like I said, my name is Anastasia. I use she, her pronouns. I just actually graduated from college, so yay me. <laughs> I, I've i been working at the Littleton Food Co-op for about three years now. I actually just had my three-year anniversary. You may have seen me before working in the front end. I've also worked in the marketing department, and now I am the marketing assistant as well as working in the front end. Some of you may be thinking, you know, Anastasia, what are your qualifications for this podcast? Well, thank you, random stranger. Great questions. I have absolutely no qualifications to do this. Um, I, I guess my one qualifying factor, well, aside from working here, would be that I really love food and I really believe in the power that food has, both in our individual lives and the power it can have within our communities. And I think this will be a great platform to talk about both of those things, as well as one of my favorite places, the co-op. Bit of a editor's note here. The audio is a little rough. We're still learning. Everybody's learning. Learning is magical. Bear with us. presented by the Littleton Food Co-op. Wow, we're here. We're out here. We're doing this. Um, I kind of never thought we would get to this point, but I'm glad we're here filming episode number one. So now for episode one, I also have a very special guest joining me. You're probably going to hear him a lot over the course of this podcast, so I figured why not just like get used to him now? (laughs) Here he is, the one, the only, Jesse. Hello. What's up, Jesse? Hi, I'm Jesse. You want to tell us a little I, bit more about yourself? I mean, you already shared some deep thoughts. I do the designing of the graphics and uh, what whatever else needs doing in the 
creative side of things, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I think that, that sums it up. Should we talk about, like, how did we get here? I mean, other than, like, my Subaru today driving me here, like, how did we come to sit here? What's our cooperative journey, if you will? Yeah. Well, I've been alive now as long as I can remember. Yes. Um, I grew up in Littleton. I went away for a minute to do the college thing, and I just felt like this crazy magnetism back to to the homeland, so I, I came back and um, I worked a few different jobs, but I, I really sort of wanted to find something that was like at the intersection of these kind of social justice initiatives that I like really care about and and a, a local business that didn't leave me feeling bad <laughs> when I when I went home at the end of the day and I, I think I think that's why a lot of people end up here. You want to work for a local business that like doesn't or any business that like doesn't make you lose sleep. Yeah, I think that's something in the past few weeks or months even that has been at the forefront of my mind is we talk so much about supporting local but in reality not all local businesses are created equal right and that idea looks different for everyone so it's going to be different what keeps you up at night about work in the negative way and also in the positive way um so that's that's really great to hear and i also related to when you use the word magnetism because I also grew up in this area a little bit further north but I never really felt like I belonged in the area. I always felt like oh I'm gonna immediately move away as soon as I get the chance and then I did that. I went to college uh, in the Boston area and then when I came back from school, uh, my first summer, I started working here. And then it was like all of a sudden I was like, wait, this is like a cool place to live. And I think in part is that the area developed uh, from the time I was five or whatever to when I went to college. But it was also the co-op introduced me to all these cool facets of where we live like the food scene, like the local businesses, like how it's cool to be outside. <laughs> I never went outside before I started working here. Um, so yeah, and now it's been three years for me. Feels like a lot more in some ways, but many days I'm reminded that it's more like a week. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how we're here. And then, like I said, this has always been something I've thought about. And then when Miss Rona came around, Becky was taught our community outreach coordinator, Becky, was talking to me, and she felt really frustrated about how we couldn't have events. We couldn't do demonstrations in the cafe. We couldn't even do sampling. So we were really just becoming this place to come in and come out. And she wanted to use the online world to connect with our customers. And that's when I said, I will save the day. And I will start this podcast. 
I will Gen Z the heck out of this. You're welcome. <laughs> one time, one time, Becky was taking, I don't know, she was taking a picture and she was like, wow, you're so photogenic. And I said, thank you. And then I thought, so I'm the most attractive person here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's full to the brim. Yeah. Compliments. And then I'm also full to the brim of my ego. <laughs> so it's a great match. Okay, but I the think, cups run it over. Yes, plenty to go around. Um, but I think my ego is satisfied for now. So let's talk about something else. Let's talk about co-ops. What a radical idea. Let's do it. Okay. Would you say it's rad? I, I think it is. It's it's radish. Ish. It's not full rad yet. Um, it seems really basic, but I think a good place to start would just be like establishing what is co-op. So according to the internet, uh, co-op is a small enclosure or cage as for poultry or animals. <laughs> I think I think that's a coop. Oh. <laughs> I feel like we need to have like an episode at least to debate to talk about the debate surrounding the hyphen in the word co-op. If you're out there and, and you have feelings about the hyphen in the co-op of Littleton Food Co-op, if you think it should be there, if you think it should go, just send us an email. Marketing, us marketing at littletoncoop.org. Uh, yeah, that's and right. and give us your opinions, and maybe we'll invite you in here to argue with someone else who disagrees yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah, I think it should be on the next ballot of whatever we're voting for. Um, not just for our store, but like the world needs to decide. Uh, yeah. We we got to talk about this hyphen. We really do. It's, it, a, it's a hot button issue of our time. It haunts me. There is nothing more important going on in the world right now. I have to say, I've tried to get the hyphen deleted. Oh. Once, and I did for a while, and then it came back, and now that it's back, I think I like it again. I think I like it. I, I'm kind of indifferent. The only time it bothers me is I once saw, I think it's somewhere in our store. We didn't print it, but someone else printed it and gave it to us, and they capitalized the second O after the hyphen. Autocorrect will do that to you. And I was like, what is this mess? It's not right. No. No. But Google actually almost ruined my lane joke because I just typed in co-op without the hyphen or coop. And it was like, no, honey, we know you're looking for co-op <laughs> because you Google it so much. <laughs> and I was like, I'm trying to do a bit here. We have you figured out. And I was like, for once, you don't. I had to go to like the second page Got very lost, but... Should have banged it. No affiliation with <laughs> Friends, the TV show. <laughs> but anyways... Do, 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 do. Neighboring Food Co-ops Association defines a cooperative as an autonomous association of persons united voluntarily to meet their common economic, social, and cultural needs and aspirations through a jointly owned and democratically controlled enterprise. That's a lot. Whoa. <laughs> That's a lot. 
And I think we just need to like break it down for the Demi- person. Demystify it a bit. For the per we need to break it down for the person who did not write that. I think the first thing to mention is that the one word that definition did not have was food. And food fits into all the things it mentioned. Food is a Food is a sanitation round. Food is a sanitation round. Like food is a basic human need, obviously, but it can also be economic, social, and cultural. But the reason it didn't mention food is because there's more to the cooperative world than food co-ops. How much more? Kind of a lot more. And a lot of times they're hiding just underneath your nose like Jesse's mustache and you don't know about them <laughs> until he takes off the mask. Until my mask is off. Um, so there's housing co-ops, there's, um, they're called cooperative banks, but it just might also be your credit union. Um, there's childcare co-ops, energy co-ops, a lot more. That's that's a lot of co-ops. It is. It's a lot of times to say co-op. <laughs> I co-op. feel like by the end of this, co-op is going to be one of those words when you're writing it or saying it and you're like, I know it's right, but it doesn't feel right. You know when you're like writing something yes. and like staring at it? I'm, I'm like, purple. It's like I want to add a G in there. <laughs> Is this where the L goes? Yeah. So then another part of that is the autonomous part. And I thought of this part because a lot of times when I'm working, people will say, oh, I'm a part of X co-op. Does does that mean I'm also part of your co-op? And I have to be like, that's great. No. (laughs) There are apparently... 29,000 co-ops in the world and about 99% of them have nothing to do with each other. It's kind of like how language was created but we all created it separately but some words kind of ended up together or sounding the same so none of them are connected unless it's like a Our friends at the Hanover Co-op have multiple locations, so obviously those are connected, but we are not connected to the Hanover Co-op. Or a bigger co-op like REI that has stores all across the country. Yeah, like that. Um, They're all independent of each other, but the way we are connected is through the values and principles that we all hold that come with being a co-op. And we're going to talk a little bit more about those values and principles throughout the course of this podcast. But if you are really curious right now, they're always on our website or through a quick Bing Bing search. (laughs) Again. Just log up Bing. (laughs) Wait 15 minutes and you might find some information. Again, we are sponsored by Please don't sue us. (laughs) Um, 
<laughs> this is B Y N G. Yes. <laughs> Boing. Boing. Um. So, Jesse, do you want to give us an example of a of a principle testing your knowledge? Uh, democratic member control. You read my mind. That is the next part of the definition we are going to talk about. Nailed it. Democratic member control is principle number two, and that is another part of the core of being co-op. So we usually say you're a member of the co-op, but what that actually means is you're part owner of the co-op. So you literally own the store, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. Like I'm, I can say I'm 22 and I'm like, yeah, I own it. <laughs> I own a grocery store. It's like, no big deal. Like with over six thousand, seven thousand. I have no idea. We'll say with over seven thousand other people, but like still. Littleton Food Co-op now has twelve billion members. Yes. And we only will grow. Can only go up. Forever into the future. Forever and ever. Just kidding. Seven <laughs> seven thousand sounds right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, if this sounds, so how this works is that being a member and being a part owner means that you have a say in what's going on here. So if you're a full member here, meaning you have four shares, you actually get to elect the representatives to make decisions for you on our board of directors. And then the board of directors puts in place the general manager, and then the general manager just manages down the chain from there. So in a way, it's run like the government theoretically should be running. It's sort of like a parliamentary system. Yeah. Where the board is the parliament, and they appoint a, a prime minister who's like the general manager. Yeah. And they do wear the same wigs. Catherine in the cheese department is the queen. Obviously. <laughs> Long may she reign. Yes. <laughs> um, and then, what does that make us? Serfs. I was going to say that. <laughs> or Smurfs. Smurfs. True. Yeah, I, I do feel blue. I think that would make you Smurfette. Oh, yeah. I, I have been told I sound like Katy Perry in the animated. <laughs> Is Katy Perry Smurf up in the I new Smurf? So. Oh, there's a new one? That makes me uncomfortable. There was well, one. There was, there one was like a cartoon in like the 50s or something. Oh, there was a movie that came out when I was in like eighth grade. And I was like low-key really into it. It was really weird. Yeah, I don't really remember it. But that's probably for the best. I made Smurf jokes up until that movie came out. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it's too real now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so then, speaking of government, parliament, this is a little different than parliament, is you get a vote, too. <laughs> Do they get, I don't know. I don't know how government works. <laughs> <laughs> In parliamentary systems, well, yeah, they elect the parliament. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so then it, it continuing the metaphor... Uh, everyone, when you are a member, has equal voting rights, which I, I feel like is something important and something that definitely takes away 
or differentiates us from a corporation is that if you have one membership, you have one vote, and that will never change. So if we were, if you were all shareholders, and you could buy more shares, and there could be some person named Alberto something, his last name is something. John Doe. John Donut. John Donut buys a controlling share in yeah. the Acme Baby Bottle Company. Yeah. And suddenly everybody else who has a stake in the Acme Baby Bottle Company doesn't have any power. And it's, right. it's the John Donut show. So then John Donut comes here with his Acme Baby money and his uh, hereditary donut abilities and is like, I want to buy a share because in the back of his mind he's like, I'm going to rule this place one day. And we're like, sorry, you're as equal as everyone else. Maybe not in society because, you know, sexism. But here at the co-op, you're the same as you and me. There are also, well, I, I, won't, I won't barrel ahead. But there are, there are a few different kinds of co-ops where you may not necessarily have to buy shares. Yeah. You can work for your, your membership in the co-op. Great, great Broad City episode about this if you're into uh, comedy television from the 2000 aughts. Um, I think that was actually a great segue because we're going to jump into a little segment slash game that I brilliantly named co-op or co-not. <laughs> I think that supports the hyphen. Because if there was no hyphen, it'd be, it would be pronounced the same, but it, True. Would, it wouldn't have the same effect. Coop or conut? Yeah. Not to be confused with cronut. I remember cronut. Yeah. I was there. You were there. Cronuts. Lines around the block. I was there. You were cronut for cronut. Now I'm here. Now you're here. And now we're going to play co-op or co-not. So I'm going to name some businesses, and you're going to tell me if you think they're co-ops or not. I hope I don't know these, because I feel like I'm usually like weirdly good at stuff like this, because this is like right up my broken brain alley, yeah. but... Don't, don't diminish yourself. It's <clears throat> okay ahead. to be good at things. <laughs> okay. It's just like useless information that gets in the way of me remembering when I'm supposed to be at the dentist or... Yeah. <laughs> hey, pick up your fiancé from work. <laughs> nope. I gotta know that this butter company is a co-op. <laughs> okay. So, number one. Ocean spray. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cranberry co-op. Yes. Um, they have over 700 family-owned cranberry and grapefruit farms across the United States. Go Ocean Spray. Honestly, yeah. That's awesome. I always forget about that one. Yeah. That's like the one I know. So, complimentary knowledge here. Okay. Um, Patagonia. No. No. Contrary to their vibe. Yes. Maybe we can convince them one day. You can buy Patagonia Yes, you can products. be a member. 
Well, true, but you can also buy Patagonia products at REI. Yes. Which is a co-op. Yes. If you'd like to support a co-op and Patagonia simultaneously, because Patagonia does do some cool stuff. Uh, bonus question, do you know what REI stands for? Uh, Recreation Equipment Institute. I don't. <laughs> close. You were so close. Recreational Equipment Incorporated. Nice. Yeah. I can't believe it's not butter. No. No. Lando Lakes. Yes. Otherwise, should be known as I can't believe it's a co-op. <laughs> See, I have the list of co-ops, and I have to think of ones that aren't co-ops. Uh, um, Ace Hardware. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I Ace is a place that is a hardware co-op. Yeah. True Value, I believe, is a co-op as well, maybe? Um, if I remember correctly. I'll, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> More than 5,000 member-owned stores, each independently owned and operated. Netflix. Netflix. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just going to Google businesses. <laughs> okay. Um, Uber. No. No. Cabot Creamery. Yes. Yes. And that's an interesting one. And that there's been a lot of debate or discussion about including the word co-op in their name. Because most people just refer to it as Cabot or Cabot Creamery. But it used to say co-op. And then it didn't and now it's back, I think? Back-ish. Back-ish. I think what happened was sometime in like the 50s, the 60s, after the Second World War was over and... Uh, we were moving into the Cold War. McCarthyism reared its head, and cooperatives became associated with leftist politics, mm -hmm. and and you know it became really not cool to be associated with those things for some time. Um, and it was around that time that like Land O'Lakes and Cabot and a lot of these co-ops tried to bury the yeah they tried the to hide themselves and their identity yeah. which as we know from all those books we read growing up always be yourself shooting star <laughs> um <laughs> do, 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 do. the associated press Ooh, i think yeah right yeah i mean according to medium.com it is not <laughs> <laughs> i feel like say that in case it's actually wrong <laughs> um, so it's not my fault nonprofit nonprofit news cooperative owned by its member newspapers that's so cool yeah I didn't know that that one. makes sense yeah um, that's that's the the short list of the many co-ops that are out there that you might not know about so thanks for playing that's exciting so the question remains wait i know a few more can i list a few more of course uh co-ops you may not know are co-ops almond breeze 
is an almond co-op. Um, what else? Those vegans. Those vegans. Oh, those almonds are delicious. Actually, no. Yeah, almond breeze is though. Mm. There you go. <laughs> that's that's all I got for you. <laughs> Don't get us wrong, there are definitely a lot more, but they're not ones necessarily, you're like, I even know what that is to begin with. Like, Growmark Incorporated. Oh, interesting. Uh, okay. So then, the question remains, where do we come into this? So, I mean, I was born in 1997, and then the co-op started in 2006, well, started to be a thing in 2006. So then, you may be thinking, we opened in 2009. You're done. I'm like, you're partially correct on that. In 2006, what happened is a group of over 300 people came together and they were like, hey, a co-op sounds like, sorry, weird noise. <laughs> <laughs> so in 2006, a group of people People came together and they thought a co-op sounds like a cool idea or at the very least an alternate place to get your food beyond what we already have for options sounds like a good idea so from there the idea got more shape and progressed and it was in May 2009 that we opened the doors to the Littleton Food Co-op I think it's really impressive that that was the turnaround time because obviously starting a regular business there are tons of things you have to do and tons of paperwork you have to figure out what you're gonna sell you have to get people interested in it and thinking it's a good idea but there's so much more to a co-op than a regular business and opening a co-op is trying to steer a hundred, a few hundred, or even a thousand people in one direction. Yeah. I mean, anyone who's been on Facebook in the last six months knows it's almost impossible to get six people to go in the same direction, so. Yeah, so there are co-ops that started when we started, or even before, who are still in development, who still don't even have a location for their future store which is kind of crazy to think about. But also, they look at us and they're like, how did you do it in three years? So some of those things that are different in starting a co-op than starting a normal store is, one, you have to explain what the heck it is. Like, you have to explain it's not a small enclosure for poultry or small animals. You have to explain what it is. And then, you have to get people to participate and not just shop. Because now, obviously, you don't have to be a member to shop here. Um, well, that might not be obvious. You don't have to be a member to shop here if you didn't know. <laughs> Surprise! But in the beginning, when there was no store, you had to do more than shop because you literally couldn't. Honestly, I kind of think of it. I honestly don't know what happened between 2006 and 2009. But I kind of picture it in like a pyramid scheme, multi-level marketing thing. Like, how would you like to own your own grocery store? 
There's 300 people in trench coats yeah. standing outside of the opera house asking anyone that went by, hey, what? you want a membership? Yeah. Also, <laughs> tell 10 of your friends because yeah. <laughs> we need more. <laughs> like, very, very sketchy, um, especially in an area where co-ops aren't a thing. Like, we were, we were the first above at least the notch, of, at least for Antonia Notch. Um, but there are other areas, like, for instance, Minneapolis is a very big hotbed for starting co-ops. So if someone wants to start a co-op there, they'd be like, we know that, what that is. We're members of X co-op. Um, but here it was a little more pyramidy. Uh, so now pyramid. <laughs> can a, we maybe find a better adjective to describe <laughs> trying to <laughs> it was more grassroots yes <laughs> what we're trying to say is it was a lot of work a lot of a lot of work boots on the ground yeah hearts and minds trench coats on the bodies trench coats on the bodies Full of watches and yeah, and um, co-op memberships, sunglasses, co-op memberships, mostly the last thing. Yes, mo mostly. So now it's 2020, and it is 2020. It is 2020. Always a good reminder. It is. Now it's 20. In case you've forgotten, <laughs> in this super quiet, no news at all year, it's 2020. Yeah. Welcome. The hardest thing I have to do every day is think what day of the week it is. <laughs> we have to answer a uh, check-in form, if you'll call it, every day before we come to work, and you have to say what day it is, and it it always makes me think much longer than I should. I am not going to lie, I have to look at my phone every time I fill out that form. Yeah. And I'm, my days are like routine, so I should already know what day I'm in, like, today I have this specific list of tasks that I have to do every Thursday. We're recording this on Thursday, surprise. And, and for some reason, whenever I get into that office when I'm doing my, like, temperature check, I, it's just gone. It's just, I don't know what day it is. I'm not attached to time. It was a couple weeks ago. I spent an entire Tuesday thinking it was Wednesday. And it was only the next day, on the actual Wednesday, <laughs> that I realized what had happened because I had to answer that question. Oh no. It was, it was bad. But anyways. Here we are. Another thing we want to do regularly throughout this podcast is do a featured product of the week. There are, what, like thousands of products in this store. And it can be a lot a lot to take in. A little overstimulating. But we wanted to try to make it a little easier for you to try something new, try something different, or just find something that you hadn't even noticed before because it was sitting next to your favorite cereal or the only apple you insist on eating. So this week's item is Pancake Mix from Polly's Pancake Parlor. So we chose this item for this week because now we're, we're pretty well into summer and 
Uh, I think now is a great time to really have an actual breakfast because you're not trying to get these kids to school. Um, so breakfast doesn't necessarily have to be grab and go anymore. And Polly's pancake mix is a great substitute to a granola bar or a banana or maybe even a great complement to those things with flavors like original, cornmeal, oatmeal, buttermilk, buckwheat, and whole wheat, there's really something for everyone. And although it isn't the same experience as sitting on the little red horse outside, it's a way to bring Polly's home to you if you're practicing social distancing, which you should be. For those of you who don't know, Polly's Pancake Parlor is located in Sugar Hill, New Hampshire, and is a very popular breakfast and brunch spot for locals and visitors alike. They have a very interesting history and even better food. Uh, and pancake their pancake batter is always made from scratch and now can be at your home. Give it a try. Let us know what you think about it. Let us know. Yeah. Let us know if you like pancakes, what you put them on, what you put on them. I'm a big whipped cream person myself. I'm a purist. You are? I am. I'm butter and syrup. Okay. I, sometimes if the mood strikes and someone wants to come at me with like a bowl of fruit or something to put on pancakes, I'll be like, okay, fine. Chocolate chips in the pancakes? Sometimes, oh. depending. That's like a holiday kind of thing. Mm. But like, don't... Stay away from me with with your your fruity syrups and you know just See. don't. <laughs> See, I got really scared. I got really scared when you said purist, and I thought you just meant like bear. Oh, I'm not gonna Nothing. even try pancakes. I know. Well, that's why I was like, what? Uh, but no, I agree. I only do like if I have four pancakes. Only one of them is gonna have whipped cream on them and the rest are gonna have like butter. So to wrap up here, I also, <laughs> I think it's important to mention that there's more that makes a co-op different than other stores besides the difficult processes. Like we've kind of only talked about the hard, the confusing and the time consuming, but there's also a lot of good things. So, Jesse, I don't know if you want to say something that you either think co-ops in general or, uh, or the Littleton Food Co-op, like what makes us different and better <laughs> than other places, <laughs> or at, least, at the very least, what makes us different? The, the thing that stands out the most to me, uh, yeah, let's just, our, about our co-op specifically is, um, how much we invest the money that's spent here back into the community. And uh, I think if you talk to most like smallish, small to medium farms around here, they would probably agree with me when I say that. It, it's sort of changed the way our food system works and has really, you know, just expanded local agriculture and local organic agriculture around here in a way that I, I never thought I'd ever see. 
and um, just for this to be like sort of like a center of of uh, the community in Littleton, I think is really cool. And like you were saying, I, I sort of grew up here in town, not really seeing anything that I felt connected to, and as time has gone on, this place, the co-op, and, you know, Littleton itself has just gotten cooler and cooler, and yeah, hopefully it continues to keep getting cooler, and maybe it'll be cooler than me someday. Impossible. <laughs> I, I totally agree with you, and I think, I think about it a lot, even on the, the most very tiniest basic aspects of kind of what creates a community in that I see people finding friends, old acquaintances down there, down there, where upstairs in the store, <laughs> down, down there, <laughs> here, <laughs> um, no, but people at the store all the time just finding their friends and just like having conversations and especially now when you can't do much else besides get your food and go to the grocery store and go home it's really a place about connecting people personally something that i always think about like your point i think both of our points relate to principle number seven which is concern for community and i always use the idea of this isn't a co-op isn't a store in your community, like it literally is your community, both in the sense of it's made up of community member owners, but also you make up everything about this store from literally funding it from the ground up to telling us what products you want to see on the shelves to rounding up for our local nonprofit partner of the month to attending our programs, to listening to our podcast. It's not really something that you go to and come home and it's totally separate. It's like a part of you and we, we are a part of your community. We're, just, we're just, in your speakers, in your headphones. We're, the co-op is there. We're there. When you close your eyes. We're in your car. We're there. We're there. <laughs> we are building our next store is on the inside of your eyelids. <laughs> so look out for that. So look out for Just that. Just close your eyes to see it. Coming spring 2024. <laughs> and, and any other standout awesomeness about us? Uh, no, that's it. No, okay. That's absolutely it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's so many great things. I just, I can't. Can't name any specifics. It's 2020. They're I'm too, tired. they're too high level <laughs> above us to be. <laughs> Words haven't been invented for the concept. No, and they, they may never, they never, they never be. Science is pretty busy right now. Yeah. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to our first episode. <laughs> it's going to get old real quick. <laughs> and if you put them all together, I guess That's you could pretty, say it's pretty rough.
so much, everyone, for listening to our first episode of That's Rad, a podcast presented by the Loyalty Food Co-op. I hope you liked what you heard today. If you didn't, that's okay, too. I also hate the sound of my voice, so I'll forgive you. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> i also like to thank Jesse for coming on the show today. Please give him a round of applause wherever you are, whatever you're doing. In the spirit of cooperation, we want to hear from you with your thoughts on That's Rad. Please tell us more of what you want to hear, who you want to hear from, questions you may have, products we have to try, and even if you have a story to tell on the show. You can DM us on Instagram at Littleton underscore Coop or message us on Facebook. You can also reach out to me, a little self-promo there, on Instagram at cookin, C-O-O-K-I-N, underscore with, underscore, Anna. Until next time.